Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports and Other But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, December 23rd, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to, the only dentist I've ever gone to, at least over the last 25, 26 years. That staff is absolutely terrific. You're really going to enjoy going there. I swear to God, you're going to enjoy going to the dentist. 317-849-2933. Also want to remind you, you know what? You've got a couple of days till Christmas, so getting a present shipped is going to be virtually impossible. But one thing that you could do is order the audiobook or the ebook for Oops, The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures. I wrote it. It's 242 pages. It's all about mistakes that I've made. I talked to my mom on the phone today, and she said, you know, I think it's interesting that you were so honest about your mistakes. I said, well, I'll tell you what. I got nothing to be ashamed of because I learned from all of them. That's the marrow of life, learning from mistakes, right? You've made mistakes. Own up to them. Amuse people with them. Tell them all about your mistakes so maybe they don't have to repeat them. Maybe you can help others not make mistakes and still learn by telling them yours. Don't be ashamed of your mistakes, for God's sake. Jacoby Brissett, let's talk about Brissett. Yesterday, the Colts win 38-6. to Now, we know why they won. They ran for better than 200 yards. You had Naheem Hines return two punts for touchdowns. You had a third punt return by Naheem Hines that went for 40. He had three returns, 195 yards. That's a 65-yard per return average for the second-year player out of North Carolina State. Really, really good dude. Somebody that if you knew him, you'd root for him. He's a great guy in the locker room. Anyway, that's why they win the game. It wasn't Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett yesterday was, you know what, kind of Jacoby Brissett-like, wasn't he? He was 14-27 for 119, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Jacoby Brissett is a guy who is not going to beat you, but he's not going to lose it for you, right? He's not going to be the reason you either win or lose games. What you hope for with Brissett is that he doesn't cost you the game, and more or less, he does not cost you the game. Rarely throws interceptions, rarely takes a bad sack, 
throws balls away. You know, he finds a way back to the line of scrimmage when he's under pressure. He can extend to play a little bit. Is he inaccurate? Sure, he's inaccurate. Does he lead fourth quarter comebacks? No, not a lot of those. You wind up with a lot of leads headed into the fourth quarter or ties headed into the fourth quarter, and you wind up losing them because if somebody comes back on you, he's not in a position to go win you that game with late-game heroics. He's not Andrew Locke. He's not Peyton Manning. So the question is with Jacoby Brissett, can you win with Jacoby Brissett? Can you play for a championship with Jacoby Brissett? And I think that the answer is no. Because the high end for Jacoby Brissett, the ceiling for Jacoby Brissett, is really not much higher than it already is. The floor, he's a high floor guy. He's not Jameis Winston, you know what I mean? Like, you got a high ceiling with Jameis Winston who can absolutely win you a game, is going to lead the NFL in passing yards this year uh, unless something weird happens in the final game of the season in Week 17. Jacoby Brissett is never going to be that guy. But Jacoby Brissett is also not going to lead the league in interceptions ever, ever, ever. Jacoby Brissett is kind of, you know what, a lot of people take offense at the term game manager, but that's exactly who he is. If the Colts are going to run the football effectively, the Colts can win games like yesterday. More than 200 yards, they got a hell of a chance to win. Now, they ran for over 200 against the Chargers in week one. They lost that game. So it's not a lock that if you crack 200 and rushing, you're going to win games. But what Brissett is not going to do, Brissett is not going to be that guy where when he throws for more than 300 or more than 350, you can expect to win. He is a guy who, again, he's an 8-8 eight and eight guy. That's who he is. So you better be really damn good at everything else. Now, Brissett also has had difficulty with weapons, right? How many guys on IR or have lost multiple games this season to injuries? Virtually every single guy who broke camp with the Colts other than Zach Paschal. So you've had T.Y. Hilton. He went down for a while yesterday. He was okay, but you know what? I think what he catch three, four passes for under 30 yards. You've had Devin Funches, who is supposed to be kind of that tall, rangy guy that you could throw a corner right to. He got hurt. He uh, cracked his collarbone week one against the Chargers. Paris Campbell drafted relatively early by the Colts. He lost games multiple times and wound up on IR with a variety of different injuries. Deion Kane waived, signed by the Steelers. Darice Fountain, IR as a result of a training camp injury. Chester Rogers goes on IR. That wound up being a good thing yesterday because Naheem Hines got to return punts and he took two of them to the house. So, and Eric Ebron, of course, the guy who elected to get double ankle surgery before the season ended and uh, wound up, and he's a pretty tough guy, so we're not going to be too critical of Ebron's decision to go ahead and go on IR and get stuff cleaned up at this point, right? Colts weren't going anywhere, so you may as well get your ankles taken care of and make a business decision. I got no problem with that. But what you see, the weapons that Jacoby Brissett might have had, not there. Now, what you also saw is no matter who the weapons are, he isn't very accurate with the football especially downfield, and that's problematic because here's how close games get. If you're talking about a one-possession game, a game decided by seven points or fewer, 
And if you got a guy who third and six airmails a pass in the fourth quarter and doesn't convert a first down, that can cost you the game. You need a guy who can be relied upon to deliver the football accurately, especially under duress. That has not been Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, in all statistics, is a guy you look at and you say, okay, just what Frank Reich said last year when we were talking about Jacoby Brissett being the backup. What kind of a starter would he be? Where would he rank in the NFL? And Frank Reich said he's a top 20 quarterback. He is. He's about 20th. That's who he is. Can you win a championship with a guy who ranks right around 20th or maybe a little bit south of 20? All right. He's not one of the 10 worst quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not one of the best 10. He's not one of the best 15. He's somewhere between 16 and let's say 22. That's who Jacoby Brissett is. Can you win with that kind of guy or does he doom you to an era of mediocrity? That's what the Colts need to figure out. Now, if they draft 17th, who in the hell are you going to get to supplant Jacoby Brissett at quarterback moving forward? You could go the free agency route. Ryan Tannehill's going to be available. He's been kind of a revelation for the Titans this year. You could go get a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who was terrific when Drew Brees went down. Teddy Bridgewater not only won, he went undefeated during those games when Drew Brees was, uh, was nursing his injury and working at rehab to come back. That's who Teddy Bridgewater is. So maybe Bridgewater's a guy. Maybe it's, like I said, Tannehill, a guy of that ilk. What it isn't going to be, because there are a lot of top 10 teams who need quarterbacks, the, the Bengals, the Dolphins among them, right? Those teams, they're going to go get the real guys. They're going to go get the guys who project to be one of the best in the game and a, uh, an elite-level, potentially elite-level quarterback. So those guys, the low-hanging fruit is going to be gone. And Chris Ballard is going to have to figure out at either 17-ish, if they win this weekend, maybe it winds up 18th or 19th if they lose, maybe 14th or 15th. Anyway, at that level, can you get a guy or do you need somebody else? Do you need to plug another hole with a better player, at least where he's ranked at his position, than at quarterback? If so, then at 34, you've got the Redskins pick. Maybe you get a guy there, but there aren't a hell of a lot of franchise-level quarterbacks taken outside the top 20 of the first round of the draft. There just aren't. And so what do you do if you're Chris Ballard? How do you, how do you kind of navigate these waters to go find the guy who can lead that franchise to the playoffs and beyond? And don't even start with Andrew Luck. Look, Andrew Luck feels better, and he's going to feel better. But that's because he hadn't been playing. Andrew Luck's not one of those knuckleheads who, who is going to pine for the days that he was playing. What Andrew Luck is going to understand, what has been reaffirmed in Andrew Luck's mind by this year where he's sat out and he's feeling better, is that sitting out and feeling better is a hell of a lot better than playing and then having to rehab constantly and being in that constant cycle of rehab. This affirms in Luck's mind that he made exactly the right call and by doing that put himself in a position where he can live a pretty damn good life with a whole lot of money that he took from the Colts and and call it a career early 
That's who he is. Do you want a guy who doesn't absolutely crave the game of football and crave that kind of camaraderie with his teammates? Do you want that guy as the leader of your team? I don't think so. Andrew Luck is not coming back. He is not walking through that door. And so as a result, you got to make the call. Is it Brissett? Is it a guy you draft? Is it a free agent? What the hell do you do to put this team and this franchise in a position where they can win? All right, Pacers tonight, they've got the world champion Toronto Raptors, although the Raptors, as we well know, they're without Kawhi Leonard, so they're not quite as good as they were last year. They're 21-8 and right now. The Pacers, they're 20-10. and The Pacers are a seven-point favorite tonight over the Raptors coming off a back-to-back the Raptors also coming off a back-to-back they came back from the dead last night they were down 30 and came back to win now they're in Indianapolis to play the Pacers tonight Sabonis he's day-to-day you got Jeremy Lamb he's day-to-day as well we'll see who's available for the Pacers if everybody can go I think they got a great chance to win this game and should win this game love the way they play they don't take nights off And that is what a wonderful kind of change of pace from the regular NBA. Last night, Pacers gave as good as they got for a half, and then the Milwaukee Bucks kind of went off in the second half and outscored the Pacers 58-34 in that second half on their way to a 117-89 absolute ass-whooping of the Indiana Pacers because the Bucks are just better. That's what the Bucks are. Bucks are the best team in the East. If you think you're going to go into Milwaukee and you're going to get a win like the Pacers hoped to last night, unless a lot of stars align, you're just not going to get that done. They are really, really good. You got the Greek freak. You had George Hill, who in the second quarter was fantastic last night. You have the Lopi, both of them, uh, both playing at a high level. You've got Chris Middleton. You, you got a bunch of guys on the Bucks. Really, really tough to beat. Wesley Matthews, who we remember from the Pacers last year. This is a team with pieces, and you give Mike Budenholzer pieces, and he, like we've said, he's going to kick your ass. So the Pacers tonight against the Raptors, we'll see what kind of strategy and what schematics Nick Nurse cooks up for the Raptors. That game starts at 7 o'clock, and it'll be on Fox Sports Indiana. The Indiana Hoosiers. Hey, you know, and I know it sounds like a broken record, right? But we saw the same damn thing on Saturday. Indiana capable of playing really well, but they don't do it for long stretches. They got up 17 on Notre Dame, let Notre Dame come back, take the lead. Armand Franklin hits a three-pointer late, and the Hoosiers win 62-60. to What is the deal with this team? And should we be really, really happy with 11-1? Or... Should we understand that this is a team that when they, when they play smart basketball, they are really tough to beat, and when they don't play smart basketball, they are kind of easy pickings, and it can be within the same game. Same thing with Devontae Green. He's kind of the perfect Hoosier for this team. You, you've got parts of a game where he's going to help you win, and you've got parts of a game where he's going to help you lose. Same thing with Justin Smith. Justin Smith on the defensive end, pretty good on Saturday. Joey Brunk was good uh, on both ends. But Justin Smith on the offensive end, man, that guy's got work to do. And he is, you know what Justin Smith is? He is really, really smart. I mean, like crazy smart. And crazy smart people, sometimes they understand the frivolity of athletic competition. 
I think Justin Smith might be one of those guys where he understands that win or lose, he's getting a free education, he's having fun with his friends, and really, you know what, you don't need to get your teeth smashed or wind up with a concussion or really explore your absolute potential in order to enjoy basketball and enjoy the process of playing college basketball. There are guys like that, and I think that Justin Smith might be one of them. It, it, this is a team, and this is a program, where the Tom Crean influence, the Tom Crean recruits, I think are going to have to cycle out in order for us to understand what Archie Miller is trying to build as far as a culture at Indiana University. Some guys adapt pretty quickly. Juwan Morgan adapted quickly. Other guys, they're not adapting quickly. You know what? El Durham plays really hard. There's no other way to describe the way he plays than like gritty, right? He is a gritty player, but offensively, he's not terribly talented. And I'm telling you, we got to get better work out of Archie Miller than we got on Saturday, or else he is going to lose games. Late in that game, with Notre Dame down by two, Indiana needing to go the length of the floor, right? With 3.2 seconds left. So they're, they're underneath the basket that Notre Dame attacks. They inbound the ball to Justin Smith rather than to Al Durham or Rob Finnessy. Rob Finnessy and Al Durham, those guys hit about 85% of their foul shots. Justin Smith is not a good foul shooter. As a result, Smith goes to the line. He misses the front end of a one-and-one, and it's two points. Notre Dame coming the other way. They don't have a timeout, which was a break for Indiana. They throw up a prayer. It does not go in. How fortunate for Indiana. You've got to be better than that. You've got to have guys understand who they are and who needs the basketball at what time of of a close game, right? That did not happen Saturday. And with Archie Miller as the head coach, you would think that it would because he doesn't look like a stoop, right? He didn't look like a boob. He's got to get things right, and he's got to communicate what these kids need to do in order to be successful. And it looks like either that's not getting done or people are not paying attention. One way or the other, that's got to change. you got to get guys who pay attention. you got to get a coach who's worth paying attention to. That's the way that works. They've got one game left before they start Big Ten play in earnest on January 4th. That game this coming Sunday at Simon Scott Assembly Hall against Arkansas. That should be an entertaining game. Arkansas really doesn't have a lot of size. Indiana's got some size. That game is, uh, that'll be it for for Indiana. Like I said, Sunday, that's it for the non-conference schedule. If they can wind up, what, 12-1? During that stretch, that's what we said. That's what we expected, and that's okay. But then you got to be ready to play 40 minutes of hard-nosed basketball every single game, or you're going to be on the outside looking in again for the NCAA tournament, and that would be a shame for Indiana. Uh, Butler, they've got Louisiana Monroe Saturday at 4 o'clock on Fox Sports uh, 1, and you've got Purdue hosting Central Michigan Saturday at noon, that game on BTN. I'm I'm continuing to wait for the Chicago Cubs to do something to clue us into the fact that they want to get better. So what's that going to be? Are they really going to trade a former MVP heading into the prime of his career like Chris Bryant in order to free up cash? 
Are they going to deal a guy like Wilson Contreras? Contreras has an opportunity to offensively and defensively, you combine those two, to be one of the best three catchers in the game. Are you really going to trade him? And if you do, who have you got as a a starting catcher, for God's sake? The, The Cubs do not have a surplus of individuals who can play third base, catch, they, if they trade Schwarber, do you sign then Nick Castellanos? Castellanos isn't Schwarber's equal, either defensively or offensively. So what the hell would you be doing? You're, you're trading Peter to pay Paul, but a Paul Jr., a Paul Light. What are you doing, Schwarber? The guy who should be the left fielder moving forward. Look, what he did in the second half after June 1st, Kyle Schwarber was money. For the Cubs, his OPS was up in the nines. That gets it done. He had hit 38 bombs last year. And while home runs are not the pure measure of a guy's uh, uh, of a, a player's contribution offensively, Kyle Schwarber has been pretty good. Nicholas Castellanos, I love what a gr- what great energy this guy has. But he is neither the offensive or defensive equal of Schwarber. Like I said, anyway, it's a holiday week. So no breakfast with Kent tomorrow or Christmas Day. No sports, nothing but sports. Tomorrow or Christmas Day, we will be celebrating the holiday. And so there you go. We'll be back at it Thursday. Breakfast with Kent at 8 in the morning on Facebook Live and Periscope Live at about 8.15. And then sports, nothing but sports, Thursday at 3 o'clock as usual. In the meantime, bye, oops. Go on to Amazon.com and buy Oops, The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures. I wrote it. It's about mistakes I made. You can either laugh at me or learn with me. Either one. Doesn't bother me at all. Uh, We'll talk to you Thursday morning. Breakfast with Kent brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. You know what? Call 317-849-2933 and make an appointment to see Dr. Mike O'Neill. Join me Thursday morning.